Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, everybody, this is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we're going to be talking today about caregiver stress. Now, Rob, I want to tell you a funny story. I was doing a show with a veteran caregiver, uh, Linda Crater, and we were talking, 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 and then she stops me in the middle of the show and she goes, you know, Stan, you're a veteran caregiver. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you take care of your dad. He's a veteran. He has issues sure. from the time he served. I didn't yeah. think of it that way, Rob. I just thought my mom died. My dad needs help. Move him in. He's yeah. great with the kids. He can help me babysit as a single mom. You know, it works for me juggling. And then mm-hmm. she, when she pointed that out to me, I was like, gee, I guess I am a veteran caregiver. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're a caregiver also to, to children. And I'm like, well, yeah, they're my kids. Every mother's a caregiver. She yeah. said, not really. You know, because everyone's a mother once you have children, but not always are children living in the house. And that's where we came up with the term active duty mom. Like an active duty mom is a mom that has kids that they are designed to care for active duty 24 seven from, from, Mm -hmm. you know, in their house. And then, you know, and there's a difference between an active duty mom who has two or three kids at home that need breakfast, lunch, and dinner, slept to school, all these Mm -hmm. things. And a mom who has three grown children. We're still moms, but there's active duty mom. And then there's kind of like retired mom. Not that moms ever retire, but you don't have to do as much. Like I look at the difference. My kids are 13 and 16, Rob. Mm -hmm. When I started military mom, my kids were like, whatever, two, three months old. Oh my old gosh, they two. were, they were so little. Yeah. They were so little, you know, and I'm juggling them in play pens and car seats mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to, to job share, you know, childcare so I could work as a single mom. Now mm-hmm. I look and I go, okay, my older son can drive so he can take my younger one to wherever he needs to go. And he's also, both kids are being integral caregivers for my dad where they'll run to pick up his medicine, all the things I used to do. Mm-hmm. So when Mm -hmm. I look at the active duty mom that I was 10 years ago versus 10 years from now, and then probably 10 years in the future, sure, it'll be even less. So, you know, that caregiver stress though, when you're an active duty mom Mm -hmm. is what we want to talk about today. And many of the active duty moms are having to handle issues now because things are canceled because things are rescheduled Mm -hmm. school is out for many parts of the country and school has been out for a lot of our country because of things that have happened and Mm -hmm. you know this is a big stress on moms it's a big stress on me and when you're a sandwich mom like I am where you have elder Mm -hmm. care and child care in the same household my stress Rob goes through the roof like like zero to 60 sometimes Absolutely. I I was there. I did the same thing because mom was with us for 20 years and my kids were young. My kids were still school age when we started taking care of mom. And being in the middle, I think, is so difficult. What's stressful is being able to shift um, and pivot so quickly depending on what's happening. I would have to take care of the kids and you are a maternal caregiver 
yet when you have to pivot and then take care of your elders needs you're not going to speak to them quite the same way you're not going to reprimand them or you're not going to uh, help uh, curtail their stress in the same way that you're going to be doing. So you really have to be on your game all the time because you're helping with school, you're helping with um, band practice, you're helping getting to soccer or whatever. And then you have to turn around and help with um, someone's um, final life, life insurance, bathroom, yeah, shower stuff. And, and uh, very, right, notwithstanding very insurance, things. credit cards, you know, yeah. bills that have to be paid, long-term care insurance, yeah. you know, all this day-to-day yeah. management. Yeah, yeah. Though I do find sometimes talking to a teenager and talking to an elder are kind of the same. They can I'm fine. Be. <laughs> like, you know, when my kids were younger, my dad was much, much better. You know, he was only in his early eighties mm-hmm. versus his late eighties. And, mm-hmm. you know, I recently got some like, well, I just got to share the story. Cause I think a lot of people can relate. Um, I have stage three C cancer. And one of the side effects is I get all these rashes from the treatment. Mm-hmm. So I have to go and get this big tube of cream. I forget what it's called, but it's great big, looks like a toothpaste, like a thing of toothpaste. And I got to put it on my back, put it on my arm, put it on my hip, anywhere I have a flare up. Well, what I've noticed is some issues on my dad's skin because he's old Mm -hmm. are the same. So I've been kind of putting that, and it's just a cream. It's not, you know, I'm not giving them drugs or anything like that. It's just a cream, but -hmm. it's a high potency lanolin based kind of cream that works really good. Like Vaseline on speed. So he has all these skin cancers on his arm that kind of crack and bleed. So I'm like putting that on his arm. And then my kid walks in who has my younger kid has bad allergies. He's like, mom, I was out weed whacking. Look at my arm. He's got this whole patch of itchy. So I'm like, do I run to the store or do I use this, you know, prescription grade, like kind of triple antibiotic cream? So I'm like, I get that tube out and I'm like, one, two, three. And, you know, my little one's like, mom, it's greasy. It smells funny. Then my dad's like, I don't like the feeling of it. My skin can't breathe. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. just don't touch it, it, put it on (laughs) and leave it. Because also like, I'm not in a position, Rob, to run to the market, to the store. So we're kind of juggling around using things and, you know, putting this cream on all three of them yesterday, today, kids arms fine. My dad's arm looks so much better, you know, but mm-hmm. the lip that I get yeah. from, from, you know, cause everybody thinks sometimes old people are just like nice little docile. No, they'll argue. No, they can, they can have some anger issues. They can be bitter. They can be frustrated because they can't do the things that they used to do. Yes. And I think that stress is when we build up because we've tried to mitigate this. We've tried to mitigate that and come 10 o'clock at night. I don't know. What do you do, San? Because I, I'm, when you sit down at the end of a day and you've had everybody kind of giving you that lip and giving you that, you just probably want to either cry or just want to pick up the phone and talk to somebody, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's so great that you say that, Rob, you know, as we talk about, you know, elder care and child care issues in the same house, you know, I think all of us are dealing with stress right now. And, you know, it can be isolation or in my case, non-isolation, no one yeah. ever leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, the canceled summer plans really frustrate everybody. And then there's the economic stress. You know, my teenager is 
used to having a part-time job. Well, he can't do that anymore because it's mm-hmm. closed. So that puts more financial pressure money on me. He doesn't want to ask for gas money. You know, it's this whole revolving cycle. And mm-hmm. You know, then what happens is my bad habits kick in, Rob, all do. We reach for ice cream. We go out to the drive-thru for an ice cream because it makes everybody feel better. We're all mm-hmm. on social media more, you know, all these things. And, you know, I want to I have less social media. I want to get out more. I want the kids to be able to earn more so they can have the things they want without, mm-hmm. you know, the pressure of me providing it. And then also to grow up into men that feel yeah. confident and, yeah. you know, And then we have the uncertainty of everything that's going on in the world. And that's where I really want to thank our sponsor today, Rob. Our sponsor today is Talkspace. And we all need to talk sometimes. And Talkspace gives us that support we deserve at a price we can afford. And you can be matched with the perfect therapist at Talkspace.com or download the app and use the Mm -hmm. promo code MILITARYMOM, like our show, to get $100 off your first month and help support the show. And that's Talkspace.com, promo code MILITARYMOM. Um, because talking helps plain and simple. I mean, Rob, when we do our radio shows and we've been on the air, what, 12, 13 years now? I can't even, we go back to what, 2008? I know, a long time. So we've been on a long time and Mm -hmm. I will tell you, our shows help me. It is talk therapy to talk to you about everything that's going on and we bring on specialists. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have that, you can go to somewhere like talkspace.com right. and put in the promo code military mom for that hundred dollars off your first month. I think if anything can help right now, it's talking it out. And I think Talkspace is great for that because they have thousands of licensed therapists. And that is important to me. The fact that they have licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties. It could be anxiety. It could be depression. It could be relationship issues. And whatever it is, there is something specific that if you want to work it out, they've got the help for you right there. And it's 24-7 from your phone and computer. Well, I love that because one month of Talkspace costs about the same as a single in-person therapy session. But with Talkspace, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist and they'll engage with you at least five times a week. That means you never have to wait to share what's on your mind because, Mm -hmm. you know, Rob, I think some of this stuff, like especially big issues, you know, I will be honest with the whole audience. I have had a therapist for at least, let's see, my son's 16, so at least 15 years. Mm-hmm. Because as a single mom, I was going through a foreclosure, through a divorce. My mom was terminal cancer. I, When she died, I buried her. I moved my dad into the house. Like These are all big life issues. Meanwhile, sure. I'm a single soul-supporting mom. Right. Much less, you know, having time to date, you know, with all these things. And it was overwhelming with me. And the other thing, Rob, is I didn't have my mom to ask all these parenting questions. And some of you may not have a mom who's either, you know, you want to ask parenting questions (laughs) from, but also, you know, to be able to have someone like that. And my therapist is like a second mom to me and that I can tell her my feelings. I can tell her what's going on, but where Mm -hmm. my mom would hand me an Oreo and a glass of milk, (laughs) you know, a therapist can say, Hey, this is, this is probably why you're feeling that way. Or, Hey, here's some tools to help, you know, your kids, here's some tools to help your dad with his grief. Mm -hmm. My dad was in my house grieving actively for two years. You know, that big difference when somebody's married 60 years and they're in your house. So to have somebody to talk to not only, 
give you the support you need, but give you direction on how to handle some things. Like I remember my therapist said, the worst thing I can do is cater to my dad, coddle him, let him sit in the chair and cry. She's like, get him up moving, even though it's a pain, you know, bring him to the kids' volleyball games. And there was me with my little cart and my chair and my umbrella, towing my dad everywhere we went. And it was so good for his mental health. Sure, well, my caregiver, part of me, Rob, would say, he needs to just sit and cry and leave him alone and let him be. And it was the exact opposite of what I needed to be doing. And that's where the therapist helped guide me in some better techniques for my family. So when you guys want to have somebody to talk to, maybe to strategize, I use my therapist a lot to strategize for my family issues, mm -hmm. especially if you're in a divorce or getting divorced or are divorced and your kids are struggling you as the mom, as the caregiver, need to have tools. You need to have specialists in your pocket. This is a great way, an affordable way with a big therapist network, and it's secure and private. They use the latest encryption technology to store their information. So check it out. You know, try it. Why not? What do you have to lose? Use promo code MILITARYMOM to get $100 off your first month and help support the show. That's Talkspace.com promo MILITARYMOM. So, Rob, you know, we're talking about the importance of literally talking about these issues, but we don't want to burn out our friends. You know, that's the oh, right. one thing that, you know, I made a promise to my kids that I would get the best advice possible in raising them. But I also made a promise to my friends that I wasn't going to overload them with my, what I called, remember my lifetime movie days? <laughs> like, could there be anything more go wrong between the foreclosure, you know, the, 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 remember the, the year when I went through the foreclosure and then the, the garbage disposal died, then the refrigerator went down, yep. then the washer and dryer went down, the pool equipment went down, like yep. everything was just blowing up around me. And, you know, I was a train wreck. And I know you were a big support to me during that time listening, but I had a never ending well of problems that no one friend should be subject to or can serve. And if you want to be friends, like Rob and I've been friends for like 13, 14 years now, mm -hmm. I can't burn you out with all my problems. And I think there are times that certain um, friends have different backgrounds that are there to support you. If you need somebody um, who you're trying to deal with a, a fifth grader, and you have a friend who only has a four-year-old, there's no way that that person's experience is going to quite be there. She can listen to you, but she might not be able to say, you know what, you're overanalyzing, you're over, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is this, I remember this and, right, and, this and is know how it happened. And, and I think sometimes there are different people in your life that have those different backgrounds that are going to support you. So yeah, you're not going to turn every five minutes to the one friend, but one friend is going to help you with this. And that where, that's where you kind of build your network and you build your little village or your little tribe or whatever you want to call it, because it's going to take, um, more than just a sole uh, person to help you through whatever. Sure. Well, and, you know, and support falls into a lot of different categories. I know sure. one of the things that was particularly difficult for me, and I think this happens a lot in military families, you know, I had just mm -hmm. moved to the place where I got divorced. So I didn't have a solid network yeah. of friends. And yeah, I could pick up the phone like and I did. We would have tea, you and I, and we, mm -hmm. would, we would talk and, 
Um, but I didn't have that network of friends because I was, you know, 3000 miles away from right. my support system. And it's taken me, like I look at now, Rob, 10 years now I've been living in the same community. Um, that's a lot different than moving every, what did I move every two, three years, you know, for mm -hmm. 10 years or 15 mm -hmm. years, I moved that much. So yes, there's, you know, there's family readiness officers, there's the froze, there's the, the people, but it's not like you can have a good long-term friend. When I look at the friends who support me now, Rob, through my cancer treatments, mm -hmm. they were the same moms in my life when the kids were small and I was juggling mm -hmm. and they're like, Hey, we can help you. Cause they know my yep. life. That's they right. know my dad, they know my That's kids. Right. They, I don't, and I don't feel weird at all saying like, you know, when I was doing my, my big treatments in January, February, my friends were making lunches for me. They were making yeah. dinners. They were shuttling my kids back and forth so I could recover from the surgeries. Right. If that happened 10 years ago, Rob, I'd be in tough shape because I oh, didn't yeah. have a friend group and you can't call your friend in North Carolina or South Dakota to pick yeah. up your kids from school. Like, right. you know, a network is great if you have it, but we always don't have it at the ready. And especially within the military family, we move so much. It's really tough. Yeah, it is. I think the one thing too is that we have to build time that is going to be our nurturing um, and not feel guilty about it. We ha if it means I'm going to take a bath or I remember you, you used to like to do a pedicure and that would make you feel awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to find a little smidge in a day and it might not be every day, but every other day or so you've got to find something that's just going to help you decompress and not feel guilty about it. That I think is the, is the that's operative the key. Like phrase. I think as mothers, you know, we, we've got so yeah. much guilt and, and as, yeah. as children, you know, caregiver guilt, you know, spans yeah. thing. And it's funny you mentioned my feet because I did that the other day, Rob. <laughs> I'm like, it's so funny. I have two things. I'm like, okay, I have the Battle of Hastings 1066. That's as long as I remember that, I know I haven't gone insane. And then yeah. if I look down at my feet and my toes are done, like just with a pretty polish on, because you, know, you don't realize how many times you look at your feet. You look at oh, them in yeah. the shower, you yeah. look when you go yeah. to the bathroom, you know, you put your socks on, you're looking at them again. And I can't keep my nails done because I do dishes. I clean the pool. I, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I mm -hmm. work on the computer. So, you know, they get all chipped up, but my feet, if my feet are okay, just my toes, mm -hmm. if they're okay, mm -hmm. then I know I'm okay. Because mm -hmm. one of the things that I realized, like when I was really, when I was suffering from postpartum depression and I'm burying my mom and, you know, bringing my dad in yeah. and going through the divorce and the foreclosure is my feet just always looked ugly in my mind. The yep, nails yep. were raggedy. The, the, there would be like four, four fifths of the nail was <laughs> clean and the top was polished, all chipped up and they were stained yeah. and gross. And they were just this kind of marker that showed how out of control my life was. You know, my house was a mess. I mean, I had little mm -hmm. kids. Now I look back and go, but I still have that problem when my house is a mess, Rob. Mm -hmm, I feel mm -hmm. like everything's collapsing around me. So my right. touch point is always my feet. And sure. if my feet are done, I realize there's some aspect in my life that is okay. That's and it's it. such and a little thing to just take the polish off and put it back on, but it's everything. It's a tiny yeah. little thing that lets me know every time I see my feet, it's going to be okay. You'll mm -hmm. get through this. You're, you're taking care of yourself, even if it's just 10 little painted nails. 
Absolutely. And that's what is so critical. And I think when no matter what our caregiving role is, if we are a sandwich uh, caregiver, or if we've got the little kids or the one the, the time when you've got like three kids that are all 10 months apart, oh. or <laughs> bam, 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 <laughs> and you're pulling your hair out, there, there has to be a, a moment that you give and allow yourself to take that time and just and there again, it might mean if I'm going to go, I've got to go to the pharmacy, I've got to pick up grandma's pills. I'm going to take the long way around because whoever's taking care of the kids and taking care of grandma is going to be there until I get back. I am going to take the the, uh, the long route home just to give myself a, a couple of songs on the radio and sing out loud or scream out loud or cry or do whatever I have to do to just let it out and be a little, maybe it's a yoga. Now there are a lot of yoga studios that are moving over to um, video, uh, virtual yeah, uh, online. programming. And I think just to be able to say, all right, I need to get uh, a mother's helper over here. Somebody take care of my four-year-old for an hour so that I can just close the door and do a, a yoga uh, I think you got to leave online. the house. Like, you know, yeah. I tried that like in the house. When your kid's in the house, there's that like awareness. You hear it. Yeah, kind of you thing. do hear it. And you know what my, my sneaky one was, Rob, is <laughs> I would have to go, like I would get, get you know, a babysitter to watch the kids. Yep. And then I would go run all my errands. And at the end of my errand run, I would go into Staples or Office Depot or, you know, Office Supply Store. And I'd buy myself a new pen, you know, just a, <laughs> a $2 extravagance, nothing yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I would go into like Smart and Final or one of the nice grocery stores and I would buy myself a container of berries. Like, you know how you're not going to buy blackberries for the whole family because it's mm -hmm. too expensive? Like, exactly. you know, $25 in blackberries or blueberries yeah. or strawberries, you know, something that just looked really good to me. And I would sit there in the car with my little clamshell of like raspberries. It was $4. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I had my dollar pen, my $4 raspberries, <laughs> and I would just enjoy this mm -hmm. one little decadence and it wasn't That's a candy it. bar. Not that those are bad, but you know, you can get right, in trouble right. with the candy bars, but mm -hmm. going and buying some little produce that you love, that's yes. too expensive for the whole family. And that's your little mom reward. That's and I it. would turn the air conditioning on in my van, sit with my new pen and just <laughs> marvel. Cause the pen was just for me. It would go in my purse and it wasn't even Rob, one of those fancy refillable ones. Sure, It might be sure. like this one, just a pink, so what is this, a breast cancer? Because this is the one I just bought. It's the yep. Energel, no sponsor here, by Pentel, the breast cancer pen. It was like $1.25. Ah, yeah, yeah. It was just pretty. And I was for me. And same thing, like recently I did the blackberries. And I just sat in there and I didn't feel yeah. guilty that I wasn't bringing good homes for everybody. Good. My school supplies for everybody. And yep. did I need the pen? No. Did I need the blackberries? No. But it, yes, it you did. You this. needed them. <laughs> I needed them, right? Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like just something I do. like yeah. that. That is just for me. That I don't have to share. And it is so important. It is so important. And it, it you have got to have that time for you. You've got to do it. Um, and not, uh, like I keep saying, not feel guilty about it. I used to, uh, Steve, actually Steve and I used to, and I think I've shared this before, 
back in the day when you could get frozen vegetables that were in a box, not in a bag, because nowadays everything is microwavable. But back in the day, they used to come, the bigger pack, the family pack was in a box. And we would get broccoli by the box. And Steve and I would put our, like a a Dove bar or frozen um, ice cream inside the broccoli box. Right, because nobody's going to go in the broccoli box. Those kids would never touch broccoli if they could help Oh, I'm going to do that because, yeah, I mean, but even in the bags, like, you know, anything like that that you know the kids aren't going to... They're not going to touch it. And Steve and I, after the kids would be in bed, we would go to the broccoli box and we would have our little indulgence, whatever it was. Sometimes it would be a little bit of ice cream that we put some Baileys on or whatever. And and, um, just be able to have a little, a little indulgence. The house is quiet. All is well. I've got to say goodnight. And that just put me at ease that, okay, I'll, you know, day is done, gone the sun kind of yeah. thing. And well, so, that was my, like, yeah. you know, I love your broccoli box. I had the, <laughs> the cereal box thing because yeah. what I would do, Rob, you know, cereal is so expensive. Oh yeah. And the sugar cereals that the kids like are so phenomenally expensive. So yeah. what I would do is buy the big family size bag. And then when the box was done, I saved the box and the bag inside of it. Then I go buy the generic bag and I have yes. to sneak the boxes in the back of my <laughs> minivan. And I literally, I was like this, like, like drug dealer in the middle of the parking lot. Cause I would go into the, the big box store and I yeah. would buy like apple chunks, you know, like, you know, the fake yeah. apple jacks. And then I would come and I would pour, you know, <laughs> keep them in the Ziploc bag, pour them and replace yeah. the bag. And then put them up in the cabinet where the kids would reach them because, you know, especially when they're little, there's a lot of cereal waste. You know, they eat like three bites and throw it out or they don't Mm -hmm. eat it fast enough. It gets soggy. The milk goes bad, like all these things. And so I, I started calculating going, if one big box of cereal is like five, six bucks, and then the bag is like a dollar ninety nine. You know what I'm talking right, about? The generic. Right. Bag. I know those big bags. Yeah. Yeah. So if I split those out, and then I would take an old soft sided cooler, and I would leave the extra cereal in there. You know, I'd wrap it up and put a bulldog clip on it, and then put it in the cooler yep. thing, and just leave the cereal there and refill that box again and again. And the kids were never the wiser. But if I brought never home that bag. They were oh, God, smart yeah. enough to go, I don't want to eat that. That's nanny nanny, you know. Exactly. So yes. The fancy packaging with the existing cereal. Yep. And I was saving yep. like four or five, six, seven, eight dollars a week. So I would yeah. kind of look at that and go, I'm being so smart. <laughs> and then I would use that money for me. The other mm. thing that I do is I purposely shop, Rob, my little caregiver secret. I purposely <laughs> shop at at places that give like the, the rewards. So, and I try not like Sam's club. I love to shop at Sam's club and Costco because I get money back. I get gas back and they leave it on my account. So at any time, like after a calendar year of this, I might have a hundred or $150 in my, you know, Sam's club, Costco reward. Yeah. Or my Amazon card does them. When you pay your Amazon bill, you get, you know, money back, you know, gift money that you can use. That's my money. Because that's that's what I earned as being a smart shopper. And I don't feel at all necessary to share it with the kids or use it Mm -hmm. for the family groceries. And that's like on Amazon, I buy my workout wear there. And I treated myself last year to this giant speaker. It's as tall as me on a stand. 
Oh, cool. I put it in my backyard for pool parties. I put it in the gym while I, you know, my garage is what I call the gym. I put it in my garage. Yeah. You know, I can carry that big thing, you know, on a stand and put it places. And I love it. And it makes me happy. And it was like $199, which would be insane out of my family budget. But right. I had like $156 in reward dollars. Remind me of the old SNH green stamps my mom exactly. would yes. to get a new blender or whatever. Yeah. When you do these things, you don't have to share them with the family because you're the one that's, that's maneuvering. Like you should get paid for your time is the way yeah. I looked at it. So yeah. if I have my Staples reward or my Costco or my Amazon rewards or whatever it is mm -hmm. you want to use your rewards for, then whatever's left over is for you. And that's what I use to treat myself. Because one year my dad used my Sam's Club reports. He's like, it was great. He said, I went and bought this and this and this and this. And he burned through my $100, <laughs> you know, that I'd been saving. And I, I started to cry. And he's like, what's the matter? He goes, I, I got us all this free grocery. And I said, dad, this is what I do. This is how I take money, because especially as a single mom, you don't want to take yeah. money out of the family budget. Or maybe your husband or your spouse doesn't give you, or you have to ask for things and you hate to feel mm -hmm. that way. I explained to him my system. He felt so bad he gave me the hundred dollars. <laughs> Cause he's like, here I thought I did something great and got us this. Yeah, he was meal, trying. He was trying. For free, yeah. You know, and I'm like, that was my he like was leggings and I want a new sports bra and I don't want to have to think about it or budget for it. And, um, you know, it was just funny, but yeah, I mean, you can, you can do these things. Yeah. Yeah, you can, and you need to do them and whether it's, um, scrimping or whether it is just walking and finding, um, maybe you like flowers on, on your table or, or whatever. And it, it might be going out and picking wildflowers instead of ordering flowers at the florist or um, you, there's so many little things that you can do. That's just for you um, to be able I think to that's just the key. be sane. It's just for you. Yeah. You know, if you buy that, like that Dove bar, you didn't, or the whatever yeah. ice cream bars you were, you right. and Steven didn't share those with the kids. Because I think as mothers, we want to give and we want to share and exactly. we give and we share until we're mm -hmm. resentful. And exactly. then it's very hard for your kids to give back to you. Yes, you get hugs mm -hmm. and snuggles and I love you, mommy. And you get sticky cards and, yeah. you know, cute little things like that. But it's very rare and it's extremely rare as a single mom mm. to get a gift like what I found and this is I think resonates with you know one of our over 60% of our military moms are single mm -hmm. our single mothers is when holidays come around like when your kids are small for Mother's Day there's mm -hmm. no Mother's Day brunch unless you pay for it there's no mm -hmm. birthday thing unless you you know there's no spouse to do these things yeah, yeah. and I remember uh, uh not early on but about mid mid when my kids were like third or fourth grade and I was starting to come out of like my shock and mm. my friends would be like, you know, what are you, you know, what can we do for you? And I'm like, mm -hmm. would you invite people for a birthday party at my house? I don't mind making the food. I don't mind. And she ended up going, no, we're going to put a birthday party because having a birthday party or something, your friends have to do it as a single mom. Mm -hmm. or Mother's yeah. Day. Like, you know, right. my friends took me out for Mother's Day. My friends took me out for Father's Day because you're like, you're both mother and you, father. You're both, yeah. And it wasn't anything expensive. You know, I don't think we spent more than $10 a person. You know, we just met at the local Mexican food restaurant, had sure. some chips and a couple drinks and whatever. Yeah. And it was just those things. And when people ask me, like, what do you want, 
like Linda Franklin asked me one time, she says, what's one of the hardest things about being a single mom? And I said, well, if you're not dating anyone and you, you don't have anyone in your life and your kids are small, Christmas morning can be really sad. Because like my dad would always give my mom an envelope with, with cash in it that was just hers to spend. Or he would take the kids out to get my mom presents or we'd make presents. Well, in a single household, you don't have that. So when you right. get up on Christmas morning, there's no other parent to do anything for you. So right. you just sit there right. watching your kids open presents. And yeah. not that you need all this stuff. You can buy it yourself. Right. It just hits home how alone you are. It's true. It's true. And those are some of the things I think as a caregiver, everything's going out mm-hmm. and then nothing's coming in. So on a birthday, on a, you know, and it's especially poignant, you know, when you're older, like, you know, my kids now heard me on that show. They heard something about that. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I forget Max bought me this little pendant that you can put essential oils in and, you know, Zachy nice. will buy me a little bracelet. Like they try to do the husband things, which yeah. I don't want them to do. They're not my husband, but they're right. trying as teenage yeah. boys, yeah. you know, they'll come yeah. home with flowers one day and just say, mom, I brought you some flowers for the kitchen table. And these are good skills. Cause I want them to treat their wives this way. Certainly. And so they're Certainly. practicing on me and I, you know, yeah. I never let them use their money. I always try to put money in their account so they can do these things. But sure. when your kids are small and you're caring for an elderly parent, that mm-hmm. can't go out and do something. Everything's going out and nothing's coming in. That's true. You know, two things come to mind uh, when you were talking about being a little bit of re, uh, resentful that things build up and then you become resentful sure. of the things that you have to do. I think what helped us so much is for me to be transparent. If something was starting to build to let it out, if mom was doing something that or demanding something that I do, there were times that I have to sit down and say, mom, I would love to be able to go and get you this every week. I cannot physically do this. You know, she liked a specific takeout food, for example, she'd pay for it, but it still meant me having to find the time to physically go get it to bring back to her and then, you know, continue with what I had to do. And of course, you know, amidst my kids schedule that's great but could I do it all the time no I couldn't little things like that or for her to expect um, me to be uh, doing an errand that she used to do whether it's uh, to go to the cemetery for for dad or you you know dad's grave little things that she would have normally done that she was now expecting me to do because she couldn't do I was starting to get a little bit bitter about yeah. And I had to sit down and explain it. And sometimes, depending on your elder's um, cognitive capacity, th- those kinds of conversations can't take place logically. But right. most of the time, there is at least some way of communicating so that it gets it off your chest. You can't hold stuff in. You got to get it out. And if it means the kids are constantly just not picking up the socks and that they're just dumping on on you all the time or they're you know pouring milk and half of it goes on the counter and then they walk away or you know little things it sometimes it's going to mean sitting there and it's not a reprimand it's a you know I have got to do xyz every single day 
it would be great if you would be able to be the one responsible for picking this up or that up. That is going to be such a great help for our family. You know, however you phrase it to the kids, but get them to appreciate the fact that you are only one spoke of this wheel, maybe the center part of the wheel, but they have to be a part of it too. And, well, and that, that was you know, something that just really helped me. Right. And it's, and it's, it's kind of the whole, what I call the whole family involvement. You know, yeah. like I have that same problem. Like, you know, my dad last night wanted, um, he wanted, he loves this, this Reuben or brisket or something like that yeah. I don't know, from the, from the place down the street. And it's not a big deal, but it means that I have to order it. I got to right. drive down there. Then I got to pick it up and come back, you know, like, yeah. so there's 30 minutes out of a day where I don't have this time. So I'll mm -hmm. say, well, if you really want it, then, you know, you need to get dinner for everybody. I can't just go down and yep. pick it up for you. And, you know, and the thing is he's on a fixed income, but he can make the decision you know, if he wants this, it's going to be, cause here's the thing. I can't make dinner for the rest of us and get him a custom sandwich. And he was great about it. So I'm like, yeah, you know, you're going to end up spending $40 instead of $10. But if you yeah. want that, then you need to get dinner for everybody. And yeah. so, you know, things like that, like negotiate. But the other trick I found Rob, that works really good. That's in alignment with what you're talking about on Saturday morning, which is our big family chore day. You know, in the morning, we try to get everything done by noon, then everybody's free sure. to do whatever they want. Um, or sometimes we make it Friday because it's more fluid now, the school's out, so we can sure. be more fluid. But I make a list of everything that needs to be done, mm -hmm. and I write it down, and I put names by it. Because when the kids, especially as they, you know, eight or nine years old, I started doing this. It was when I was having my meltdown, Rob, where you're like, you don't have to do all this. You can get, you can, kids can be doing more. Sure. So we have this, I call it a chore chart and I just make this list and okay. I use just a to-do list and I put their names on it so that everybody sees what everybody else is doing. So there's not fighting, Yeah. but also so that the kids get an idea of how much there is to do. Because see, they yes. go to school or they go in their rooms and, you know, or in my case, they're teenagers, they don't get up till 11 or 12, you sure. know, and they stay up playing video games at night, which I get, they're teens, they should be doing yeah. that, like yeah. that's summertime. Sure. They can't go anywhere else. So, you know, what are we going to do? Yeah. But by the time, instead of me blowing up at them, when I ask them to do something, they roll their eyes and huff. Cause I've been up since six o'clock and I've already done four loads of laundry. I've cleaned the pool. I've added the chlorine, you know, I've, you know, folded <laughs> the it. laundry and put it away. I've cleaned the kitchen. I've cleaned out the refrigerator. I've done a load of dishes by hand and another one by the dishwasher chopped, mm -hmm. you know, all by 12 o'clock. Cause I've been working for five hours all of that somehow, like the car gets filled by the gas ferry, the refrigerator gets filled by the magic refrigerator ferry, you know, they don't think about it. But yeah. if I save my chores like this and I divide them out, yep. you know, I had this conversation with Zachy this week because he's like, wow, mom, he goes, these chores don't take a long time, but when you add them up, it can be a whole day. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Well, but how would they know? You know, they're kids. Exactly. You're and right. Now I, I take them, I don't take them shopping with me because of the, you know, the, the store restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, but when I come home, Rob, there, everybody helps 
take yep. the stuff in and we eat a lot of yep. fresh fruits and vegetables. They all need to be washed and clean. So I'm like, yep. okay, Zachary, you're going to wash all these apples. Max, here's a pineapple and a cantaloupe. You're going to cut them. You're going to peel them, cut mm-hmm. them up and put them in the tubs because there are so much little things that we can yeah. do. Zachary yeah. is my trash man. He runs around the whole house with a garbage bag and he empties all the trash cans. And Max is the one that runs around the whole house and he picks up all the laundry. Cause I lay, mm-hmm. lay the laundry in the, in the hallway, Rob, like pile, pile that we might have seven yep. piles you yeah, know, with yeah. the four of us and then all everything sorted by color. And then as anyone walks by, if the washer or dryer is done, switch it and throw it in. Cause it's not like we're yep. laundering fine delicates, you know, these are t-shirts, right. shorts, jeans. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a Henry Ford production line. And if Max <laughs> is out scrubbing the pool and Zachary's using the blower, like it's amazing how we can get our whole week of chores done. Mm-hmm. If each kid gives me two and a half hours, that's five hours of labor. My right. dad is he sort and fold. He can sit there watching Matlock all day long. He can fold laundry, yep. he can put yep. it in piles. He can peel potatoes. Like you just have to be organized as the yeah. mom. And I think yeah. the full disclosure of saying, this is what needs to be done. You yeah. know, dog poop needs to be picked up. I mean, you sure. should see my list, Rob, on this house. Yeah. 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 And, but when we divide it by four, by age and ability. Yes. And then nobody yes. bitches because That's it. everybody's doing stuff like, you know, so what if you don't want to pick up the dog poop? If you don't want to pick up the dog poop, then skim the pool and vacuum it. What do you want to do? And some, sometimes giving them control within the list. Yes. Unless you got I, one like my little one takes all the easy jobs. I had a friend who used to have chores on little cards and they had points on them and you had to do so many points a week and it was like magic cards. You know, they would be trading. I can take your, this for three points. If you take my two and my one and, and it was like a, a, it was just like they were trading magic cards. It was back in the day when magic cards, yeah. Yeah. When magic cards was so, so important and she'd put funny little pictures on them or, or whatever. And it would make it fun, but it was a card game. It became a card game. And then, the the uh the chore itself became secondary it was more the trading of the cards and and did you get enough points to get whatever and it might have been an extra half hour up at night or you know whatever the the little reward was it was usually not something that was necessarily monetary it would be maybe uh, you know something very easy but yeah but you can use being, like it's a you game. remember my mommy bucks yeah. I used to make mommy yeah. bucks. I made them on the computer and they were so funny, Rob. I took a dollar bill, scanned it, and yeah. then reduced it. But I put my face in the middle of it. You know, <laughs> and I had these mommy bucks and I printed out the mommy bucks and the mommy bucks. This was when my kids were in elementary school. Yeah. They yeah. could earn mommy bucks and they could trade the mommy bucks in That's for a it. whole See? bunch of different yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Isn't and they weren't all monetary. You know, sometimes it was like, you know, I get to pick the movie, five dollars. You can you can pick the movie That's that we're it. gonna watch yes. out of our movie collection and you pick the snack and everybody else has to just watch the movie and eat the snack. Oh my God. When your kids were little, was the front seat the big deal? It was like, I get the front. I get well, the we front. Can't. I would, oh, you know, in the oh. era of us, you, you know, my yeah. kids couldn't sit in the front seat till, especially Zachy. I don't even think Zachy's big enough to sit. In the front <laughs> Probably. Seat. I know because I'm only four foot eight and I'm really not supposed to be in the front seat. <laughs> right. But what we did was we used it mm-hmm. for what, you know, the big thing vying for our thing was they had to be in the back seat of the minivan, but who got to choose the pull down TV show or movie because yes. it was either yeah. 
Dora Thomas, that was the big debate. Then it was yeah. like Batman versus, you know, like the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. You know, so we had four of those and you either got to watch, you could only watch one at a time, mm -hmm. you no, know, because the kids didn't have digital devices. We had mm -hmm. the overhead and we might have an hour and a half drive to, for me to get to work, take them to daycare. So, yeah. you know, every family has these things, but figure out what your currency is and figure yes. out what your kid's currency is because yeah. the kid's currency for my older son was never, um, movies or video games. It was Kindle books. Oh. So like the Kindle unlimited, he could read yeah. as much as he wants. He can get a new book or, you know, things like that. And then my young one was all about the YouTube time because he wanted to, you know, watch funny YouTube videos, take the dance, you know, learn the dances on the YouTube. So, you know, that was their currency. So yeah. they could trade their mommy bucks in for the things that they wanted. And that's when you also know, when you know your kid's currency, you know where the correction is. Because I can send my son, my older son, I can send him to his room and he's thrilled because he loves to read. Yeah. So sending yeah. him yeah. to his room wasn't effective. And he didn't yeah. mind doing chores. He's a really hard kid to punish because he can also self-entertain. You know, my little one hates chores. So he gets mm -hmm. extra chore time as a punishment. But mm -hmm. my older son, if I take his device away, his, you know, like his Kindle away, it's yeah. taking all his books and his friends away. So when you look at, at punishments or corrections, yes. you have to find out what the currency is because I could send one kid to his room and he'd love it. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is once you implement something of this nature, that sort of puts everything in sync and then the stress level just immediately comes down because there's uh, agreements, there are consequences that are established, there is a pattern and a flow pattern and it all kind of starts to fit. Does it fall apart sometimes? Of course it does. But that's when you just kind of say, okay, we're just going to regroup and get back to it. But that having things in place helps reduce your everyday stress yep. so that you aren't melting at the melting point every single day. You're not popping Tums every day because you just can't handle anything. Um, that it's, it's having a few tools like this to put in place with your family. And then being that caregiver is not going to be uh, an awful chore. It's going to be a joyous chore, chore because quite honestly, it, it, your your caregiving time evolves into something else and you're still going to be a caregiver but in a different way and um would i love to have that those little kids fighting for the front seat right now oh my gosh you bet i would but um there are other things that uh, i am a caregiver for now and and you evolve but you evolve with joy and at least you're looking back and remembering some joyful times as well so well, and you know, and to just to go back to the 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 chores for a minute, mm. when you're full disclosure with your family about all the things that need to be done, yep. you now impose a restitution process as well. Like, yes. so if my yep. kids, one of the things that they, they did was they would fight, it would escalate to punches and, you know, mm -hmm. really, really, you know, boys come into blows, which are boys. Okay. Yeah. But they would do that like while I'm driving on the freeway, you know, could almost cause an accident <laughs> yeah. or they would, yeah. I'd be trying to work and they would be in such a big snit that I'd have mm -hmm. to stop everything, separate, you know, do that kind of parenting. Then they would come to me and go, 
I'm really sorry, mom, you know, like, cause I missed a job or I got, I got fired from a job because of some of yeah. the stuff and they're really sorry. And sure. instead of just saying like, I'm sorry, mom, I can say, you know what? I appreciate that. I appreciate how sorry you are. If you'd like to make it up to me, which they do, everybody does. Yeah. Restitution is a good thing for families, for relationships. You know, if my dad, you know, busted something or did something, I told him not to, and it, it created a big problem for me, like yep. eating way too much sugar. And then I got to take yep. him to the emergency room, blow a whole day of work because you went into a diabetic shock. I'm really mm-hmm. sorry. I won't do it again. And then I'm like, okay, well, if you'd like to make it up to me, that's when you go to that chore chart and say, how about you do this, this, and this for me? Or the mm-hmm. kids will be like, you know, when they're really naughty, I'll be like, you know what? I, cause then they feel better, you know, they get it yes. out of their system or they, yes. eat or they sleep, whatever, you know, it is. Yeah. Then yeah. they come back to, I'm really sorry, mom. Then I'll say, you know what? Thank you for that. If you really want to say you're sorry, maybe you could go pick up my laundry, bring mm-hmm. it down and throw it in for me. I would really appreciate that. And you know what? They'll do it gladly. And that restitution then ends it and you're not holding on to bitterness right, and no it resolves loop. it and it's done you get on with life and and you put it behind you and you have to let it let it go i mean you can't be bitter because you lost that job or that client um you have to let it go but the fact that there was that restitution at least does give it closure and it the kids closure yeah. And it allows both people, you know, that's why the jail system and the, you know, our, our penal system has the same sure. thing. You know, if you speed, you get a ticket, you can either go to traffic school or you can pay a fine or mm-hmm. both, you know? So it's like when you do something wrong, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I will do it too. Like every once in a while, I yell at the kids unfairly. Like I snapped yep. at Zachary the other day and he's like, mom, I don't eat shit all day. You know, <laughs> I just was mad. I was, I throw, cleaning out the fridge. All the fresh food was spoiled, but yeah. the cereal was eaten. The can was eating the cookies were eaten and yes I know I bought it but it was not my intention to fill my kid with junk and I was really busy so I wasn't monitoring what he was eating so I said well of course you're not hungry I had just made dinner of course you're not hungry you ate shit all day and I don't (laughs) normally swear at him I don't normally any of this but I was just mad and then you know he was so hurt then he was sitting up in his room he's like mom, I don't eat shit all day. He goes, Aww. I made eggs for breakfast. I ate a sandwich for lunch. He goes, yeah, yeah. I had some chips. And I'm like, you know what, hon, I am really sorry. Yeah. And I said, how about I make it up to you and I'll take you and get your favorite McDonald's and you can eat crap on me. And he <laughs> laughed, you know, but it allowed me to say, I'm sorry and yeah. do something to repair the relationship mm-hmm. so that we can all move on. So there's no harboring resentment or mm-hmm. not a lot harboring resentment, you know, like with mm-hmm. my kids, when, when I lost that job because of them for like two weeks, Rob, they were doing so many chores that actually I was able to get more clients, better paying clients. So the outcome was really good. And then I said to him, guys, you know, I know we got, I got fired from that job or I say, we, we got fired from that job, but look, I've got these three new jobs that allowed Max to do some work, Zachy to do some work. There was money for everybody. So one got a video game, one got four or five Kindle books he wanted. We celebrated it as a unit. Um, so I just think that transparency and, mm-hmm. and the, um, what's the word when you make up for a bad thing, Rep- the, the restitution, restitution, I kept yes. thinking reciprocity. It's not yeah, reciprocity, yeah. the restitution. restitution, you know, have them do some things to help you clear the table. It works for everybody. Yeah, Rob, we're out does. of time. I want to thank you for another great military mom talk radio and our show about caregiving. We'll be back again next week.
thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.